There was a guy walking down the coastal path in Dorset, and he's quite near the edge. And he slips over the edge, but he just manages to grab hold of a little tree. And he's hanging there over the edge. And the tree is starting to move. It's starting to go... And he's looking down two, three hundred feet to the ocean below and the rocks. And some of the rocks that uh, have come from his feet, you can see finally just touching the floor. And in a moment, he shouts up, he says, Is there anybody there? To God. And God bellows down to him. Let go of the branch, my son, and I'll catch you. So he's there, holding on to this thing, and it's giving way, and he's looking down, and he says, Is there anybody else up there? <laughs> Sometimes that's like us, isn't it? Sometimes it's like us. Sometimes it's like me. I'm, I'm, I'm not receptive to what God's saying to me all the time. Today we're going to talk about the kingdom of God. Kingdom of God, the rule and reign of God. I'm going to define it in more detail for you. How that works out in our lives. Jesus started his ministry and it was his main message. The kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is in you. Where is the kingdom of God now? In you. The kingdom of God is here as we gather in his name. The kingdom. And uh, he said all sorts of things about the kingdom. He was talking about the king and the, the reign, his reign, and how it would expand. He said the kingdom of God is like a little mustard seed. Have you ever seen a mustard seed? I remember being in a church and they passed around a little box of mustard seed, minute thing, that grows and expands. And it gets so big that even the birds of the air can land in its branches and have shade. That's what the kingdom is like. The kingdom of God is like, or the kingdom of heaven, is like yeast. You put it in some dough and you leave it and it goes through the whole dough. It expands. It expands and it expands. And that's exactly what it, the kingdom did. Through a little group in Jerusalem, it expanded and expanded. And in a matter of 300 years, it became, Christianity became the main faith in the Roman Empire. How did that happen? The kingdom of God is built is designed for expansion. And we're thinking of God filling us with his spirit and sending us out and touching Bournemouth Pool and Christchurch. How's that going to do? How's it going to work? It's going to be the kingdom of God that comes in us and then through us. So, what's the importance of the kingdom? Can we have the first uh, slide? Jesus talks about the things that we worry about. This passage is, what do you worry about? 
Why worry about what you're going to eat, food, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear? He could put what car you're going to drive. That's what he would say if he was here preaching this message now. What career you're going to have? All these things that are the main focus of our lives, aren't they? What we eat, what we drink, we can't live without them. But he says, seek first the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. And his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Seek first the kingdom. What is the kingdom? The kingdom is the rule and reign of the king. Of Jesus the king in our lives and then coming through us can we have the next one kingdom's the governing influence of the king over his territory the governing influence of the king over his territory what's his territory if we've given our lives to him it's us when we meet together in his name, he's here, this is his territory. Impacting it with his purpose, intent, and will. It's his purpose, his intent, and his will. What's his purpose? Go into all the world and preach the good news. Make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. That's his purpose. What's his will? Father, I pray that they will be one as we are one. Unity. These are the laws, if you like, of the kingdom. And what does it produce? It produces a citizenry of people who express his culture and reflect his nature. We're designed to express the culture of the kingdom. The culture of the kingdom is the culture of heaven. Jesus' prayer your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, who, who rules this world? Who rules this world? The Bible tells us that uh, God created Adam and Eve and created them to have dominion, rule and reign over the earth. And that was all going well until someone called Satan slipped into a snake and uh, tempted them, and tempted them away from the will of God. You remember? God said, don't take for that from that tree, because it will give you the knowledge of good and evil. But they did. They succumbed to temptation. And in that, 
temptation, they sinned, they went against God, and that gave Satan authority over our ancestry. And that authority is filtering through now. As we see, we go out into Boscombe and we talk to some people um, on Wednesday. Talked to a young guy uh, and he had an amputation. He just had his arm cut off, just there. And um, we asked him how it happened. He said it happened the previous week. He was injecting heroin. It went septic, got gangrene. He said, I was pleading for them to take my right arm off. His right arm. He's right-handed. Sin comes in and messes up what God had originally created for the earth. So Jesus comes. He dies, lives a sinless life. He dies on the cross for our sin. And he breaks the power of sin and death. He rises from the dead. And as we accept him, as we come to the king and accept his life, get rid of our old life, we come from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. That's the kingdom. Most of us, though, have been brought up in a democracy. I think, have we all been brought up in a... Has anybody lived in a kingdom? A kingdom is different. The king in the kingdom doesn't get voted in. And you can't vote him out. He's born a king. The king of the kingdom owns everything in his kingdom. He owns the people, he owns the land, he owns the animals, he owns the businesses. The laws in the kingdom come from the mind of the king. This is the kingdom. This is serious. When we come into the kingdom, we submit ourselves to the rule and the reign of the king. That's what baptism is. We go under the water as our old selves in the kingdom of darkness, and we come up in the kingdom of light. Okay. Who rules this world? Who's in control of this world? God is in charge, but who actually controls this world? 1 John 5, 19 says, We know that we are children of God. This is John, the beloved. He's the closest to Jesus. We know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. Acts 10, 38. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Luke 6, 7. And he said to him, I'll give you all their authority and splendor. This was a, when Jesus was tempted by the devil. You remember? This is one of the temptations and the devil took him up to a high place and said, look, look at all the splendid kingdoms of the world and their authority. If you bow down and worship him, 
they'll all be yours. They've been given to me, Satan says. Who gave them to him? We did, by going against God. They've been given to me and I can give them to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it'll be yours. If we're in the kingdom, we're Christians, we're in an enemy-occupied planet. So many, how many thousand Christians are killed, persecuted every year? How many? Six? Six thousand Christians die every year, are killed because of their faith. Something like 12 churches are burned every day. We're in a battle, and uh, sometimes we don't realize it in our democracy. So the king owns everything in his kingdom. That includes us. That includes you. That includes me. And the laws or the rules of the kingdom, they're not voted in by a parliament. Uh, They are from the mind of the king. Everything centers around the king. And in order to come into the kingdom you have to get to the king you have to get to the king king jesus the kingdom isn't a religion jesus didn't come to start a new religion he came to bring the kingdom of god a religion you have a set of rules that you have to live up to The kingdom is a culture. In a religion, you preach to people and make them guilty so they give money to the cause. In the kingdom, people give because it's their nature. It's our culture. And we're blessed in this community with a a, a generous giving culture. Just that reflects the king. That reflects his nature. That reflects his goodness. So Jesus came demonstrating the kingdom, the rule and reign of God, displacing the rule of reign and reign of Satan in the lives of people. He did that by healing. He did that by deliverance. He did it by speaking by telling them to repent. That just means change your way of thinking. Think kingdom. Think like the king. That's how he did it. So, has anybody had a word of knowledge they'd like to come forward and see Sarah? For he, um, come, come, and, come and share. What have you got? Bless them with love. We bless you with love. Why don't you turn to the person next to you and bless them with love? Come on. Come on. I'm learning from Lance. He's so good. Come on. Turn to the person next to you and bless them with love. Heartache, and that Jesus came to bind up the broken heart. Okay. 
heartache. What about anything physical? Anybody got anything physical? Yeah, can you come forward? Have you got something or a word of knowledge for somebody else? Okay. But basically, um, I had a picture of um, a very guarded, hard heart. Um, right. Through a lot of pain. Um, right. And just a lightning bolt, just shattering the cage that it was in. Right. And going deep into the heart. Ooh. So I'm not going to try and say what I think that means, but it's okay. just a lightning bolt from God. Wonderful. Softening and breaking that hard case. That's lovely. Lovely. Have we got anything physical? I had, um, a, pain in, I had a pain in the back of my neck here, which I haven't got. Okay. But I felt someone in here has got a real bad neck injury, maybe like a head injury of some type. Lower back pain. Okay. Anybody got a real bad neck injury that they'd like us to pray for? You have? Yeah. Could you, could you come and stand in the aisle there? God is here. The Holy Spirit's here. You felt that kind of lovely heaviness when we were worshipping, that beautiful presence and that peace. Now, just have you, anybody got any tingling in their hands? Anybody feel in their heart that God's asking them to go and pray for? Sorry? Steve. Steve. Anybody got that? Come on. Don't get, don't get religious on me. Come on. Come on. That's lovely. Right, now, ask God to come. Ask the Holy Spirit to touch him. And then speak to the pain and tell the pain to go. Tell the movement to come back. Yeah. I actually had neck as well, but I will say... Wonder if there's someone's got pain in the right ankle and right foot. Pain in the right ankle and right foot. Anybody like to be prayed for for pain in the right ankle and right foot? Have you got somebody? Somebody at the back? Can you stand up? Thank you. Once once again, if you've got heat tingling in your hands, you feel that God wants you to go and pray. Just go and pray. Are we doing just ladies and ladies? Yeah. Just ladies, I'm afraid. That's it. Okay. That's good. Sorry. Lower back pain. Lower back pain. Gosh, everybody will stand up now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lower back pain. If you sense that God is... is, is speaking to you and you want someone to pray stand up okay lovely pain in the left hang on what happened get the get the mic can we There was someone with a pain in their shoulder. Left, sorry. Left shoulder and pain in the neck. Anybody like us to pray for that? 
Yeah? Could you, would you like to come into the, the middle? Right. And, and ladies with, with um, an anointing? Come on. We've all got the Holy Spirit working in us. Heat in your hands, sense of heaviness on you, a real heart for this lady as she stood up. That's wonderful. I'll just, I'll just keep speaking. Um, three weeks ago, we were out in um, Boscombe with a little bike with some coffee and tea in the, in the back. And uh, Helen was, was with us, and she'd never been out with us before. And uh, we noticed this lady sitting down on a bench. And Helen is really good, and she went and chatted to this lady. And this lady just opened up her heart about how um, she, um, she was having problems with her family. And so Helen prayed, and she was a bit tearful. And I just said to her, can you, can you stand up and give me a hug? So she, she was really struggling to stand up. So, of course, we said then, can we pray for your knee? And um, so Helen and I, we prayed for this lady's knee, and she could hardly get off the bench without pushing herself up. And after we, I said, do you feel anything? She said, yeah, well, I feel some heat. And so, of course, our faith then rose, her faith rose. And uh, then I said to her, right, get up and don't use your hands. She looks at me as if I'm nuts. And, and she does it. And then uh, she starts bending her knee. She says, I've got no pain. I said, sit down and get up again. So she sat down and got up again. And uh, she had no pain. So I said, God's healed you. She said, yeah. I said, would you like to give your life to God? She said, yeah, I would. I said, well, Helen will lead you in a prayer. And she led her to Jesus. That's power evangelism. That's God. God's, God's moving here. How are we getting on at the end there? Any different? In what way? What can you do now that you couldn't do before? Huh? Oh. A tingling in your foot. Okay. Wow. Can you walk around now without pain? Could you before? You always felt the pain when you walked. Can you walk down here? Have you got any pain? It's important when you, get, when you pray for people to get them to do the thing that they couldn't do before. When Jesus said, stretch out your hand to the man with the shriveled hand, it was something that he couldn't do. Thank you. Thank you. I hope I didn't embarrass you. Okay. So, this is the kingdom of God coming. And uh, have I got some time? Yeah. How long have I got? It depends how long you meant Yeah. God is so full of love and grace for this church, for this community. His he, he is pouring out his grace 
pouring out his mercy on us. It's not something that we deserve. We haven't done things right so that he's, he's, he's selected us to be a beacon in this nation, to bring his renewal and revival. And healing is a part of that. Deliverance is a part of that. Um, I don't think we'll do any of that today. It might freak you out a bit. But we will see some. When the power of God increases, we will see, uh, he will highlight the, the demonic. And uh, we'll, we'll, he'll help us deal with it. He'll help us deal with it. So would you, would you like to stand? If you want to come into the kingdom, you've got to get to the king. You've got to get to the king. Everything comes from the king in the kingdom. Jesus be the center, we sing. Everything comes from the king in the kingdom. Do you want to give your life to the king? Do you want to surrender and be a bond slave to the king? Come down the front here and Sarah will pray with you. If you want to surrender your life to the king. Turn your affection to Jesus. Just turn your affection to him. Turn your affection to Jesus. Turn your heart to him. Thank him for all he's doing. Bless his holy name. Thank him for his kingdom breaking out here. Thank him. Thank him. Praise him. Overflow with thankfulness. Overflow with thankfulness. Give him glory in your heart. Don't be passive. It's those who hunger and thirst for righteousness are filled. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, they're filled. Yeah. Let your power come, Jesus. Holy Spirit, let your power come. Fill this place. Fill this place. Fill those who are hungry. Fill them, Lord. Let your power come. More, Jesus, more. Let your kingdom come. Let your power come. More. More, Lord. If you're a bit uncomfortable with this and you're not sure, you can just watch. It's okay. If you just come in here visiting and you're not sure of the power of God or you've never seen anything like this, you just have a look around and see what, what people are doing. More, Lord, let your power come. Let your presence come. Increase it, Father. Increase it, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Anything? Sorry, did you have something to... 
nervous issues right here when they breathe in they feel burning sensation okay cool um or um, the digestive system, but it was whenever you breathe, sometimes you'd feel this burning sensation there, right there. Anybody? Anybody going to go for that one? A man with esophagus issues or burning? Could be reflux, I suppose. Oh, we've got one. Would you like to come out, please, sir? Thank you so much. Bless you. Could you pray? Is, uh, Anybody else who senses they really like, want to pray, that God wants them to pray? Yeah. Don't get religious on me. Just bring the kingdom. It's a natural, supernatural thing that John Wimber used to say. Sorry. Um, I had this feeling that a real tiredness, like exhaustion, and God is inviting you for his relief today because the kingdom, our king, is so merciful and he don't, don't want you to live here with this heavy weight on you. Does anyone resonate Anybody want to respond yeah. to that? Yeah, yeah, Glossia. Looks like we have someone who wants to respond, yeah. I think some of you are just actually looking to step forward in prophetic words and words of knowledge and you're not quite sure how. You just need to be empowered and freed and released and, and feel that, that you've been given those tools. So if you're looking for that, do come forward and just, just receive spiritual gifts from God. Yeah, going off the back of that, um, I was feeling something similar that... Uh, for some of you, you just need to know that you have Holy Spirit. You have the fullness of the Lord. Hey. Um, and so I actually believe there's, there's an opportunity to be baptized in Holy Spirit. Um, Jesus. God is touching you now. Jesus. He's giving you greater vision to see his kingdom. He's giving you more powerful anointing on your music. He's giving you a deeper understanding of his, his heart for this nation, for this um, conurbation. We bless what you're doing in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Does that resonate with you? Is that? Bless you, man. <clears throat> It's a bit messy, um, the kingdom of God, but it's glorious. Uh, we have a lot of organized stuff, and I wanted to do this in the middle of the talk because it's really what he's doing that's the main thing. The main thing is what the king is doing. Not what I say, not what kind of shirt I've got on or what the music's like. The main thing is what the king is doing in you and what he wants to do through you. Woo. 
in two years' time, this place is going to be roaring with Holy Spirit power and activity. It's going to be roaring with Holy Spirit power and activity. And people are going to be healed all over the place. This is just the, just the beginning of what God wants to do. Let me tell you a little story. I like stories. Um, I'm making a guitar at the moment. And uh, my guitar teacher, uh, my guitar maker teacher, uh, was telling me he, he repairs a lot of guitars for famous people. He had um, Paul McCartney's guitar in that he wrote Blackbird on, you know, a lot of the Beatles. And anyway, he had this guitar from a famous guy who has probably got three or four hundred guitars uh, in Pink Floyd. Brilliant guitarist, absolutely brilliant. And uh, he, uh, he knew he was on Desert Island Discs. So he was repairing this guitar, and um, <clears throat> the person on Desert Island Discs asked, asked him, what was his most treasured possession? And he said, this guitar. And my buddy said, oh, I've got this guitar in seven bits. What am I going to do? Anyway, he was ultra careful, put it back wonderfully, and did a wonderful job, and he was blessed. My reason for telling you that story is sometimes we don't know the treasure we have in our hands. We don't know what the Father, how much the Father treasures what he's given us. And he wants it to flow through us. He wants Holy Spirit to touch other people through us, to bless other people, to bring his kingdom. Are you getting the kingdom idea? We're in an enemy-occupied territory and we're bringing the kingdom of God into the kingdom of this world. Just before Jesus went to the cross, he was talking to his disciples. And he said, words to this effect, I've more to, to teach you, more than you can now bear, but the, the prince of this world is coming. Who's the prince of this world? Satan. He has no hold on me. But he has hold on a lot of people, and that's why the world's in such a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Anyone else got Jesus. any more words of knowledge? Jesus. There are people in this room who need to take a step of faith. Remember that joke of mine. Is there anybody else up there? <laughs> could be in your work. It could be right now to take a step of faith. That means moving one step forward, repositioning yourself personally on your own personal journey. So only, only you know what that looks like. But you're in an atmosphere right now to do that. Are you prepared 
take? One step, two steps, or three steps of faith forward.